Hello and welcome to the Joyful Rebels podcast. We've got Claire and Donna Thomas here, your mother-daughter duo. And this week, we're going to talk about how to cope with the Sunday scaries. So when we started to talk about this topic, I said, I'm not sure if it's a millennial thing, but I know that when I scroll through my uh, social media feeds, I see it come up a lot and I've definitely experienced it before. So you know, what is the Sunday scaries? Well, you know, imagine that your weekend's winding down and then maybe this has happened to you, but you kind of shift from that carefree weekend feel and vibe to anxiety. Oh, it hits you. Oh, Monday's coming and you start to feel maybe that sense of overwhelm. So today what we're going to get into is really how the the Sunday scaries is is a sense of dread or this anticipatory anxiety, right? Anxiety about something that hasn't happened yet. And we've got two tips for you on ways that you can deal with it. Um, I will say for me, just throwing it out there that this is something that hit me way harder when I was drinking. I just, that was really top of mind when I was looking and thinking about this topic that like two years ago, I 100% would have been raising both hands like, oh yes, Sunday, like definitely feeling it. So um, it's not one of our listed tips, but I will say that cutting alcohol out uh, really, really did a number on reducing my anxiety. So if this is something that really hits close to home, I'll give that quick shout out that, you know, maybe you look a little closer at alcohol intake, but just want to throw that out there. Mom, I know that you had a lot thinking and talking about this. So I'm curious, one of the ways was, you know, actually trying to take a closer look at it. Like instead of just this little Sunday scaries, like what if we take a closer look? So what were you thinking along those lines? Well, first of all, same for me for drinking and my relationship with alcohol that, that created a false, uh, backlog of, of dread that mm-hmm. then it would present itself on Sunday night because then there were different expectations for the week than there were the weekend. And again, we're just talking about people that were, uh, just on the continuum of having a relationship with alcohol and living and functioning and being productive human beings. And it still interferes in places like that because anxiety, if I know I have some control over it, I'm going to exercise that control instead of uh, just thinking that it's a way that I'm going to be and that's how it is forever. Um, there's very few things that are going to fall in that bucket for me. Of, that's just how it is. I'm not going to do anything about it. <laughs> I want to be a participant in my life. And that leads me to the second thing is that I did have this a lot as a kid because I had a really tough home life. It was tough and I didn't have any control. And I and I remember feeling just that the anxiety would present itself at that time. Um at least I, I can remember it. Like that was definitely a, a thing. So um, wanting to do better to not feel that way is time well spent. So that means that you kind of take a look at your life and you're like, what does it look like? So a really interesting thing for me is that when I try to look at what what's happening on this, this Sunday scaries feeling, uh, it fell into two buckets for me, which just is, this could be a starting place for you. Just a starting place for this is a way to unpack what uh, what is the driver behind any kind of feeling like that because it really made sense to me if it fell into one or these one or the other of these buckets and the first one was am I getting this these feelings because I have a lot of tasks to do 
And if I have a lot of tasks, I'm like, I would think that that's an operational thing. That means if when possible, I could get a jump on it. Like maybe if I spent an hour on a Saturday, it would lessen how I felt on Sunday night. So that is actually a strategy uh, for some people, if they're working full time and their weekend, they're like, I don't want to do one thing work related on the weekend. Cool. Then if that works for you, do it. But I found if I could chip away at something, then my Monday night was pleasant. Then I got better rest. Then I wound up being ready to go for, for the week. So if it's task oriented, I would say that has a little less emotion, although that can feel overwhelming if it's not looked at it for what it is. Okay. So that made me get a little more organized and see if I could, um, uh, do some work toward it in order to make it so it didn't feel so monumental. That's one thing to look at. So it's either task oriented for me or it's purpose driven. Like, do I not have anything like in the week, the beginning of the week that I'm lit up about, you know, where, where am I like that? That's really more of a, an art side of my life, a feeling side. What am I really excited to do? Do I have something on the horizon? Like usually for me, I've got a quarterly continuing education thing that I'm doing. I'm in a cohort right now with 80 other women across the United States. And I am really digging being with being and learning with other people. That's on Monday. That doesn't happen till Monday night, but I like that lights me up. And so I always have something going. So I'm going to ask you, even if you're a busy mom, even if you're just swamped at work, there is an autonomy in keeping an interest going for you so that your fire doesn't go out. You deserve to have things that you're excited about. You deserve to have things that continue to, to uh, make you feel good and make you feel like you're growing inside. So I don't ever want to lose that because it's not about being busy. Everybody's lives are full to a certain extent, but, but the purpose part. But then I, I distilled it down one step further. I can have, be lit up about something that's in this season of my life, but from a practical standpoint, and this might speak to some of you guys, that I just want to know. Uh, that if on Sunday night, I just want to get through the morning. I want to see what is my direct relationship from nighttime to the morning. And I'm only looking at the hours from five to seven. And we laugh because we're looking at, we call them tender times Mm. at night. And then the first thing in the morning, those are very tender times. But if we can harness the power of them, I'm not saying I got to know everything that's happening throughout my day Monday. I don't care if I can get, if I, am set up for success from my five to seven. And for me, I've got devotional time. I've got a, I've got a workout. I've got my favorite coffee and my favorite mug, all the things I've talked about before. Then the rest of the decisions get made for themselves. I have enough in the tank. They don't feel overwhelming. I take them as they come. But all I got to do is bridge that juncture between nighttime to the morning. And that is enough to provide purpose for the nighttime and then it's connected and it's something that I have control over mm. where if something's driven from something that happened in my past, which is, you know, sometimes that stuff still happens, then I'm like, I didn't have any control. Then I've got control now. I get to use it. And I absolutely do when I can, when it's appropriate and when it is in a healthy way, it helps me. So you don't have to have the whole week figured out. But you do, if you can help make Sunday evening a little easier, we've talked about PM or bedtime routines, but I'm just going to go from that tender time at night to really early in the morning. When I have that ready to go, then the rest of it takes care of itself. So you don't have to have everything figured out. You have to have a small period of time. And so instead of running away from that Sunday night, I don't like this time frame. I'm going to get right in it and be like, what can I do? 
How can I get in there and make it easier on myself with the things that I can control? Control the controllables. Mm. And that means you, you do have to take responsibility for a couple of things. But we know, like that's being a joyful rebel. You know what you could take care of. You know. And you know that you're capable of doing it too. And it's the thing when we know it and then we actually do it, then things change. How's that sound, Claire? Yeah, I think that that is, we've heard tips before about focusing on, you know, winding down, having a type of routine, focusing on that certain time of day. And I think this just gives it all the more reason to do it or more meaning behind it because I like how you said, control the controllables. Because a lot of the times with any type of anxiety, right, it's things are out of my control. I'm feeling overwhelmed. So control the controllables. I really like it. And also for me, when when you're talking about that, I'm thinking of what can I do on Sunday for future Claire? Mm. Like I, we, we love to talk about that too, right? What can I do today? So whether it is chipping away at something that, you know, taking a ta- task off your plate for the week, if it's like you said, the overwhelm was because it was task focused or Another thing that you said, um, if you don't have something that you're excited about, then you kind of have that, you know, that almost crisis of purpose or lack of purpose, Mm -hmm. um, which is how I heard what you were saying. And that just brings me back to the idea of, you know, does your schedule line up with your core values? Like, does Mm -hmm. what light you up and what fills you up, like, how does that line up with where you're spending your time? So I think that if you can distill it down that that's maybe where your dread is coming from and your overwhelm, then maybe you take a moment to kind of write out a rough sketch of what your weekly schedule, like, what are you doing? And are you including space to do the things you love, to do the things, again, that light you up or challenge you in a good way, right? Are you part of a course? Are you working towards something? Like, is there something bigger picture? And this is going to be, you know, personal to each one of you listening. But when you don't have that, that can contribute to or exacerbate that kind of ah feeling, that overwhelming feeling that happens on Sunday. So I love that tip. Really focusing on a routine, controlling what you can control, shining a light on it, right? Instead of just being this, oh, this horrible feeling. And that kind of brings me to our second tip then. Instead of it, this dread, right? This, this worry, this overwhelm about the future, can we really shine a light on it? And so what I really like is, and I've talked about it on the podcast before, but there's this app and the website, 10% Happier. And I love their meditations. Dan Harris is a big part of it. Um, If you know his story, news anchor had nervous breakdown on air. And now he's really focusing a big chunk of his life on mindfulness and meditation and making it accessible for us. So they actually had an entire um, course on rewriting your dread. And so for us, for our sake, for Joyful Rebels, and I will include a link to this free course for those who are interested, but when we're looking at our dread, like, can it be useful? Hmm. Can we use it to our advantage? So one thing we can do is if we're journaling, like writing about it, like 
what is the point of it? And this speaks to what you were saying, mom, like, can we zoom in? Is it because I have so many tasks going on? Okay, well, now that I know that, I can maybe decide to space it out, to to break it up into chunks, right? There's other strategies once you've pinpointed it, right? Because you need that awareness. If you have no idea, then it's just this abyss of feeling bad. So let's actually zoom in, even if it's uncomfortable, because we're going to get usable information, so what is the purpose of dread? Well, again, maybe it's trying to warn you about something like, ooh, I really need to pay attention to this. And that kind of speaks to what you were saying about that that idea of purpose. Like maybe your brain is like, we're not being lit up in a way. There's a lot of giving of our energy and time without being filling us mm-hmm. back up again. Um, maybe it's like, oh, we do have something big coming on in the week. So it's drawing our attention. Like right, maybe there is this clear stressor that wants our attention. Okay, well, then that makes sense why my brain is making me think about it. And maybe I'm even having physical symptoms of feeling like overwhelmed about it. But at least now I know. And now I can work through ways to deal with it. So sometimes it's as, I'm going to say, simple but not easy as, Mm -hmm. as shining a light on this and not letting it just Because when I think of Sunday scaries, again, I think of this vague kind of cloud that, you know, I'm feeling carefree. And then all of a sudden it's like the weight of the entire week is on my shoulders. So then going back to what you said again, mom, control what I can control. It's going to empower you. You're going to feel better about it. So we talked about focusing on a routine, hacking away at what you can, chipping away at what you can, but also just shining a light on it. And what, how can this be useful to me? What do you think, mom? Is that, is that a doable thing? Do we think, or is that kind of, you know, la la land? No, I think it's a good, (laughs) it's no, it's, it's a great jump off to give this dread, uh, acknowledge it without like feeding into it. Mm. Like I'm going to, I'm going to let you into the party, but I'm not going to be afraid of it because we can dismantle it a, by thinking about it uh, a little bit, uh, preemptively, and then decide, is it is there something that I can actually do about it? Is it trying to tell me something? Is it, uh, is it suggesting that I need to put more thought into some bigger uh, uh, ideas of purpose in my life? Because we can juggle all those things. We are capable of doing a lot of things, whether it's day-to-day, we have a lot of tasks, or whether it's being able to still continue to live within our purpose and expand that. Because that's those are some of the things that combination makes life exciting, meaningful in every stage, but it just doesn't happen on accident. I don't believe that. I don't believe people walk around and they're just like, I am there already. So the, <laughs> these bumpers that we run into give us a moment to pause. I don't want to miss that opportunity. I don't want to be afraid of it. I want to recognize it for what it is and befriend it like we do all like whether it's a distorted voice, whether it's an old pattern, whether it's a, a feeling that we're not really loving. Um, it's there for a reason. It doesn't have to stay forever, but it also, I'm going to try and see what is it trying to tell me? And then, and then either synthesize it, let it go, act on it, or just let it be and, and let it write out. So I've got choices when sometimes I don't feel like I have choices. And I think really what it comes down to is it's another piece of the getting to know yourself puzzle, Mm. which is really, you've heard us say it on Joyful Rebels before, like, Everything fits into that. If you want to experience any change, growth, like you said, mom, we're going to reflect. It doesn't just happen to us, right? There's some effort here, but you know what? Even by listening to this conversation, like that's part of it. 
That's part of it. You've decided, okay, I'm interested. I want to take a closer look, whether it's something that's relevant today or relevant in the future. That's a part of it, getting to know yourself so that you can make these choices to learn and grow. And hey, we're doing it right here with you. Yep. So until next time, Rebels.